We have to hurt in order to know, fall in order to grow, lose in order to gain, because all of life's lessons are taught through pain. Alicia Taylor He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane, keeping energy. Can't, can't do the theme song this week, can't listen to that. Alright, let's, uh, you know, welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. Uh, let's, you know what it is, so let's get to it. The Princess Tiffany was heartbroken to hear the news that her lover, Pat, had died on the battlefield in service to her father and kingdom. They both knew it was a possibility when he left, for life is not a fairy tale, but they shared a hope that he would return and be granted her hand and they could live happily ever after. Pat and Tiffany had grown up together and played as children, developing the type of bond that could only have been stronger had they been siblings. When they were grown, it was decided that they wanted to share their lives together. But Pat was no noble, and his station was unfit for a princess such as Tiffany. My dear, the king said to his daughter, I see the way you look at young Pat, for I was once young and looked at your mother in the same way. Tis true, father, said Tiffany. You know that he is no noble. I do. Normally custom would dictate the two of you could not be married, but I have spent my life building a kingdom. Not only for myself. I tried my best to rule justly, and strength lies not in my arms that has brandished a sword cutting down enemies, but that which sits directly under my crown. My ears have listened to the wisdom of scholars, advisors, diplomats, and scientists who have taught me a great deal about ethics. My eyes have witnessed history unfold. The events of their life have not taken place in a vacuum. The context of the past and the awareness of the present has lent itself to guide a strong future. And my mouth speaks slowly and deliberately, for the words that emanate hold more power for change than if I were to have ten arms that could wield ten swords. Your subjects love you, Father, said Tiffany. Many kings have sought the love of their people at the price of their soul, said the king. But there is not a love in my kingdom that would mean a thing if I did not have the love of my family. You have my love, said Tiffany. I have the love of your mind because I have provided all that a father should, said the king. But would I lose the love of your heart if I were to deny the wishes of your own heart? You are but a man and not a god, said Tiffany. You have ruled as just as many men could, and in doing so have raised a daughter who understands that life will never be just. My daughter, my second greatest wish has been to build a kingdom that would make us proud, but my first wish, one that I could only hope for, was to raise a daughter with a peace of mind to value wisdom such as you do. Thank you, Father. And that is why, after much thought, I have decided that if Pat serves in my army for five years, I shall grant him lordship, and you may be wed. Before the last words had even left the king's lips, Tiffany's eyes beamed with the light of a thousand sunrises. She threw her arms around the king and hugged him. Father, bless you for your wisdom, bless you for your kindness. Tiffany kissed her father on the cheek and ran off to tell Pat the good news. Pat was working as a blacksmith who was good at his craft. He toiled endlessly, days and nights, hoping to one day save enough money to buy some land so that he could become a lord 
and one day marry Princess Tiffany. The princess arrived and greeted her lover. She could hardly contain her joy in giving him the good news. Pat, my love, said Tiffany. My father has prevented, presented this offer. If you will serve for five years in his army, he will grant you lordship and we may be wed. It is wonderful news, said Pat. I would face down mighty dragons and sail to the ends of the earth if it meant that we could be together. And so it was agreed upon. Pat took his vow of allegiance to serve in the army under the command of the House of Lancaster. It was in May of 1455 in what would become known as the War of Roses. The House of Lancaster went to war with the House of York. Pat was sent to the front lines and served in the Battle of St. Albans just north of London. Tiffany wrote her lover many times and Pat wrote back when he could. For three years Tiffany waited, turning down many suitors in that time, for she was very beautiful and men came from all across the land seeking her hand in marriage, but her heart belonged to one man, a simple blacksmith. Rain fell on the kingdom, and a messenger approached, bringing news of how the war went. Every time, Princess Tiffany and all the women of the court would listen as the names were listed of those who had given their lives in service to the king. On this fateful day, a name was read, one Pat Smith, who, well, went to an arrow in Northampton. The arrow might as well have pierced Tiffany's heart. She fell to the floor crying. To lie in the earth was not low enough, for she felt like to be dragged to hell would be less painful than to live without her love. She composed herself, for she was a good princess, and though she had lost all purpose, there was still a kingdom that looked up to her, and so she carried on with her royal duties. The sun never shone as bright to her, and the night seemed far longer than the days. Her beautiful smile masked the emptiness that she felt, and no one knew but her. One night, while on an evening stroll alone, she stood on top of a bridge overlooking a river and saw the moon reflected in the water. She thought to herself, I can never touch the moon, but the reflection. It seems so close, even if it's not real, it may be the closest I can ever get. And so she leaned over and reached out for the bright globe that lay in the water, further and further, but not quite able to reach it. Finally, she made one last attempt, leaning with all her strength, when her footing betrayed her and she fell into the river, falling right past the surface and missing the moon's reflection completely. She did not struggle nor thrash about. She looked up to the sky from below the surface of the water and there the moon shone down like a dream that would never come true. It was a month later when Pat Smith arrived back home. He had met another Pat Smith while fighting in Northampton, and he could not wait to tell Tiffany of the silly coincidence, another person with the exact same name. He rode directly to the palace, where the king would surely grant him lordship, and he would ask for Tiffany's hand right then and there. When he arrived at the castle, there was no cheer, there was no revelry welcoming his return. He found the king in great despair, and without a word, he knew what had happened. Pat returned to his forge and once again toiled endlessly night and day, but no longer with the dreams of lordship or love. The only pleasure he took was in shaping steel in the heat of the fire that he kept burning always, as eternal as his love for Tiffany. One day, while he beat steel into a sword, he could no longer take his lot. 
Without even waiting for the steel to cool, he drew the weapon across his throat, taking his own life, a feat which the house of York had failed to do. The king got word of the blacksmith's end. He removed his crown and lowered his head. He had not meant for this to happen. His well intentions were meant to give him a son, and they ended up costing him a daughter. The real tragedy of the story is not the misfortune of ill-fated lovers, but that the nature of the king. For in so many tales, kings and queens are wicked and cause mischief for princes and princesses. But here in this story, a man tried to do his best, rule with wisdom, could not avoid the curse of fate. This is not a fairy tale, for fairies do not really exist. And it is a shame they don't, because without magic... We only have tales, and many times they don't end happily ever after. All right, that was this week. Uh, You'll maybe hear us next week, and maybe not. Who knows? Okay, uh, until next time, we'll see you down the road, and Excelsior. He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane.